kick back and get raw with us. From the latest hip hop beats, the social issues that cripple the black community, all from the perspective of a young, strong black woman. A strong black woman. And now your host, Rita. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these streets. So happy Sunday, everyone. Happy New Week. And shout out to all of my Sagittarians who are celebrating their birthdays during this season. So last week, I shouted out my sister, Camille, who had a birthday on the 1st. But, you know, I'm so focused on us December Sagittarians. I totally missed one of the biggest birthdays of this platform. And that is our Madam CEO, Jamie Knox. Jamie turned, I'm not going to say her age, but she had a birthday on November 30th. So shout out to Madam CEO. Just wanted to say thank you again for just always being by my side, giving me this opportunity. What almost was it five years ago? I started on WJMS radio now media and we have been thick as thieves since then. So happy birthday to you. Appreciate you um, with everything that, you know, is going on in your life. You still make time for us here. So happy, happy, happy belated birthday. I also wanted to take this time to shout out my aunt, my tati, Assemblywoman Rodney Spichat, who also celebrated a birthday the day before mine. So if you see, there is a theme here with us Sagittarian women, especially Caribbean, Black, um, uh, Sagittarian women, there is definitely a theme here, but shout out to her as well. And my cousin Bianca, who just um, celebrated a birthday the other day, too. There's a lot of Sages in the family, and I have a bunch of Sag friends, but I don't want to get into listing them because I don't want to get into trouble. So <laughs> it is what it is. But happy birthday to all of my Sages out there. So this week, we have an amazing show with an amazing guest by the name of Shaw. Shaw is the president and founder of Strut Models, a modeling agency right here in New York City. Shaw is Caribbean born. She was born in the beautiful island of Trinidad, and she came to America at a very young age. And to see where she is now, what she's building for her community, for her culture, there's no words. And so I want you guys to tune in to hear all of the gem dropping. She talks about her journey, how she got to modeling. She talks about some of the mechanics of like, what is a modeling agency? What is the purpose? Is it still relevant in this time of social media when anybody can be an IG model? But it's really the gems um, on perseverance, on resilience, on work ethic that I think you guys will really, really get out of this. I think that this episode is so inspiring to, to business owners in general. You don't have to be interested in the modeling agencies, in the um, fashion industries. I think what you can get from this episode can be transferred to any um, realm of life. So you definitely want to keep it locked for that. But before we get into the meat of the show, I do have a few announcements. So last week I had uh, slipped out that I was um, releasing the documentary I've been working on, Black Women and Small Businesses under Black Ivy Media. It was released last week on my birthday. And so this week I'm here to urge you all to please head on over to our YouTube channel, um, Black Ivy Media and check out this documentary. The women that appeared in this film are phenomenal. They're amazing. And I think that the world deserves to know about them. And so just to shout them out here, 
Um, we had Pumi Kunene from Ibada Skincare. We had Olua Toying and Akinola from Akinola Law Group. Laura Jean-Jacques from Zanset Tico. Fabiola Besson from Fafas Cuisine. Of course, Joanne Briere from New York Beauty Suites. Diane Samu Graves from the Sumatran Group. Ashley Taylor from Amethyst Magnolia Skin and Body and Debbie Lewis, our community leader and entrepreneur. So again, this film is found on our YouTube channel, Black Ivy Media. You could actually access it also on our website at www.blackivymedia.com. If you are not yet following us on social media, please do so at Black Ivy Media. There is so much more to come. We have a couple more um, films we are working on that we hope to showcase within the springtime. So definitely keep it locked for that. So next Saturday, December 17th, the Brooklyn Commons is hosting a community resource day. It's also going to be a toy drive. There are going to be giveaways all over the place, kids activities, refreshments, and I said giveaways. <laughs> this will be taking place at the Brooklyn Commons located at 495 Flatbush Avenue between the hours of 1 p.m., and 4 p.m. So we are going to be giving at least 1,000 gift bags to kids for the holiday season. And so we would love the community to be there with us in support. So if you are interested in participating in this toy drive, in this, you know, community resource day, please show up at the Brooklyn Commons, 495 Flatbush Avenue between the hours of 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. So with that being said, everyone, we are now heading on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, Shaw. Shaw, please say hello. Hello, 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 everybody. <laughs> So, Shaw, thank you so much for being a part of the According to RP platform today, um, for, just, you know, donating your time and educating us on this world of modeling. Um, so just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to get into this conversation, one that I'm very passionate about. As you said, I am Shaw. I am originally from Trinidad. And I am the president of Strut Models, which is a 100% female Black-owned modeling agency in the largest market in the world, New York City. I love that. I love that. Um, I love that you're Caribbean. I'm Haitian American, but I love, I have a lot of friends who are from Trinidad. I love the food. So I love the culture. So I love that you're Caribbean. I love that your business is black women owned. I think that's so important. Um, you know, uh, just recently we kind of featured this documentary on black women in small businesses. And I think that it's so important for people to hear more stories of women getting into business. Um, and I think your industry, like, opening a, a modeling agency. I think that that's something that I haven't, I've never met anybody yeah. who's opened a modeling agency, let alone a black woman uh, opening a modeling agency. Um, so I want to hear a little bit more about that. So, um, well, actually let's peel, let's peel the onion back a little bit. Why did you get into modeling? How did that happen? Yeah. I mean, so I posted something on social media today cause I actually had a photo shoot and, and I was just laughing at myself at how rusty I am, but I've been in this industry for 20 years now, okay. which is crazy. Um, 
Time flies, man. But I started, now I'm going to tell you my age because, you know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, no, I started in this industry at 14. So as I said, I'm originally from Trinidad and I moved to the U.S. at 14. And, you know, I was very big into academia. Like I thought for sure I was going to be a lawyer. And that was just the trajectory that I was on. I actually have a bachelor's in criminology. Mm-hmm. And, um I, I knew once I started taking classes, you know, I I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore. Like, okay, no, that's not the path. But, um, you know, as a little girl, that's really what I wanted to do. But at 14, I was already like 6'1", which is Mm -hmm. significantly tall for a woman. And people would approach me all the time once I moved here. Like, are you a model? Are you a model? Or two questions. Are you a model or do you play basketball? And basketball was an absolute no. (laughs) No. I tried out one time and ball hit me in my head and I was like, there's no way like I can't continue. So (laughs) I, you know, I, I disregarded that, but the modeling thing, you know, just kept coming so much. And I had no idea like what that was about, like how to even go about it. I mean, we, you know, Trinidad, we've had like two Miss Universes. Right. Mm -hmm. But still, I didn't think of it as like a viable career choice. So, and, and of course being from the Caribbean, your family, you know, has very specific, like expectations, mm-hmm. you know, for career paths, lawyer, doctor, engineer, you know, things like that. But I genuinely did think I was going to be a lawyer. Nevertheless, I, you know, started doing research and like modeling and how do you get into it? And um, I just kind of went about it the way that most people go, you know, you go to either like a modeling school or you try to connect with other creatives in the industry to start building a portfolio and things like that. All of the things that now (laughs) I'm in this position, I'm like, okay, that's not necessarily the Mm -hmm. right way to go about it, but it's such a exclusive industry that, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. Right. And so people spend a lot of time, energy, resources and finances, honestly, just trying to figure out how to get in. And that's really how Strut was born, you know, from people asking me constantly, how did I start? You Mm -hmm. know, there was one person in particular who had, you know, three daughters. Well, not had, she still has three daughters, four, in fact, but triplets. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, really admired me. And she was just like, Hey, I think you should really think about doing something for for young girls. And really from the standpoint of, you know, enhancing Mm self-esteem and that got my wheels turning. And so at 25, I got, I went, okay, it's time, you know, I, I had the opportunity to just think about what kind of business I wanted to do. Cause in my thought process about wanting to become a lawyer, like, I, I knew that somehow I would be like an entrepreneur and that word wasn't thrown around so much, you know, definitely right. like eons ago, but like a, like a business person, a business owner, right. Those were the words, um, a, a boss, right. Mm-hmm. That I, I thought for sure, like that would be my path. I just didn't know like in what capacity. And so, you know, the, the strut train started, my gosh, now it's almost 10 years, but just from that one conversation with, with, um, a friend at the time who encouraged me like to do something for young girls. And, and I'm a very big thinker. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I went, okay, this is going to be a whole business and I'm going to start a modeling school, right? Because there, there's no training on how to run a modeling agency or, you know, 
anything like that. So I, I really had to learn on the fly. So my first, you know, I, I tell people all the time now, like the strut brand, mm-hmm. um, as we know, it has evolved so many times <laughs> throughout the last nine and a half years, because I was just figuring it out like a lot of entrepreneurs are, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it, in different industries, like, you know, there are people doing t-shirt businesses or candle businesses or whatever. Like there's some kind of model that you can follow because right. you see someone else that you may not know them personally, but they share their story and you can track their journey and, and model it mm-hmm. um, a little bit. But for me, it was really just learning on my own, you know, doing my own research and breaking into spaces and using my background, of course, as a model at the time and learning you know, from the things that I wanted to see different or I would have appreciated if I had when I was modeling. And that's kind of how I just started building. Yeah. Okay. How did you come up with the name Strut? Strut. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so when I, when I said to, I said to everyone, like, I'm going to open up a modeling company, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know what it was at the time. I was like, I'm opening up a modeling company and um, I, I need a name. And I just did like a bit of a think tank. Like I, I threw the the idea out about what I was going to do and asked a bunch of people to just like give me names, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that would be synonymous with modeling agency. And, and someone did. Someone gave me the name Strut. So I actually have to credit her um, for that. Yeah, I won't say her name, but if she listens she to she this. Is. She knows who <laughs> she is. And, and thank you. Thank you. Because, yeah, it's it's, you know. It's good. It's a good yeah, name. It was, like, it's a, it was a really good name. It's a powerful name. As yeah. soon as you, you, you see it, you hear it, you're like, okay, I know what this is about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I was like, this is a good name. It's a strong name. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. So I know sometimes, you know, whenever I have guests come on, they talk about what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, people are familiar with the industry. They're right. like, we know what models are, but right. they don't really understand like what exactly is like a modeling agency? What role does it serve? Um, what's the purpose really? So could you take us maybe through like what exactly happens at a modeling agency or a modeling company? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like modeling agencies are so instrumental. I mean, models are not models without modeling agencies, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I know that we have social media and we have, you know, Instagram models and influencers and, you know, within their own right. And we, we will definitely talk a little bit more about that, but um, you know, from the beginning of time, the way that models have booked jobs, you know, with clients mm-hmm. like Macy's and Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's and, you know, all these brands, when you walk into a store and you see this person, you know, on this ad or you turn on your TV or you look in a magazine, you're like, how did they get there? Well, it's because the client reached out to Molly agency and had like a breakdown, um, which is a, just kind of a, a guideline of what they're looking for, height, mm-hmm. um, facial features, hair color, sizing. I mean, it's like, it's very specific as well as the rate, the usage, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And then we send over a package, right? According to those things. And then the client decides like, okay, I want to see this one, this one, that one. And then, then they book or not. Um, So we're really pivotal in the fashion industry. I mean, you know, Nothing really moves without a model. And it's quite sad because, you know, models are 
unprotected and they're kind of like an afterthought mm-hmm. and they're usually like the last piece of the puzzle for production but the most important because when you see an ad you know in print right um or you see now something on social media or like i said you look into the magazines and you, you look at campaigns you're seeing the model like right. you don't know who the the photographer is who the set designer was who the makeup artist who mm-hmm. the hair person was you know like you don't have access to that information so you know i just really think that we're we're so what the work that we do is so important um you know from the agency standpoint and then even more so you know the models themselves because they they make things move i mean you don't has now because people are being innovative and creative and you know we're in this virtual world you're seeing like these digital shows Mm -hmm. and these avatar models and things like that but still to this day designers want to use live bodies right you know and and that is what moves the collection you know or else people would just line mannequins up and put their clothes on them but it's a different dynamic you know and casting directors are so specific about who they choose Mm -hmm. and you know there's just this whole um vibe around it you know um so that's that's what we do on a day-to-day is just really working synonymously with the models and the clients at least that's how i operate at strut you know it's really important for me to work really closely with the models and it's it's a collaborative process you know because it's their career right Right. um and so you know we really want to know from them like hey what do you want to accomplish um but also being realistic Mm -hmm. right uh because there's just so many different ways to make money in our industry and it's not always the most glamorous but you can you could sustain yourselves people will never know your name but you can you know earn a living purchase a home be comfortable raise your family and and no one would have ever known you um, as a supermodel, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's our day to day is really just fighting for our talent, you know, to be seen by the client. And and then what's also really different about me being in this position is, you know, obviously as a black woman, right? Like having that voice, being a part of the decision making process to say to my staff, like, put this one in, Mm -hmm. you know, I know they asked for X, Y, and Z, but throw this one in there too. She's equally beautiful and let's push for the client to see, to see her, to see him, you know? So, um, that's pretty much how we operate. Okay. No, thank you for that breakdown because I think that a lot of times we really just don't know. We mm-hmm. just, like you said, we either, we see the model, uh, but we don't really know what goes in to, you know, have, you know, having the model there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I wanted to kind of address maybe some like stereotypes that come, you know, that, around uh, modeling. Um, you know, whenever, when you were talking about your, your journey, how you wanted to be a lawyer and you were going into academia, a lot of times I think when people think about models, they don't necessarily think these are individuals who have interest in school. Yeah. They, you know, they, they're tall, they're pretty. And so like, that's, you know, that's what they fell into. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit and how you address, you know, these types of stereotypes. So it's really interesting to me. And I am just trying to figure out like where people got this idea. I'm sure it came from something um, but models are actually pretty smart and they, they're doing a lot of things to sustain themselves because, you know, 
it, it's a viable way to make a living, but it takes some time to get mm-hmm. to the money. So they have to do other things. And, you know, a lot of them are not always like every, you know, kind of act entertainer you know you you hear actors say all the time like i was a waitress here i was a bartender here you know um taking classes going to castings doing that whole grind before they had their big break and you know models um are essentially doing the same thing but a lot of them are in school we we also get you know professionals right that people who have careers like actually currently on my board i have an emmy award winner like an emmy award winning Mm -hmm. producer you know, which is so cool. He brought the Emmy by the office recently and I was so <laughs> excited to just rub it, you know. But yeah, we have people that are professionals, you know, but just have always desired to be a part of this industry and and, and want to do it too. So I, I I would really like for us to stop that. Right. <laughs> um, thinking that models are just pretty people that don't, that their heads are not filled with anything. They're actually quite smart you know i've got people getting their masters on my board and you know people in college and you know different fields mm-hmm. um i had a guy that i represented that was in law school you know so it's 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 wrong <laughs> right and I, don't know, I don't know what other way to say it <laughs> other than it's wrong you know and and if for nothing I, for my own self like seriously guys i no, you know, <laughs> we um, value education and, you know, just also love to be a part of this business as well. And, you know, we can do both and it's OK. I like that. Yeah, yeah I, want, I wanted to address that because I have, you know, I have friends who have been models and they're like the most, you know, intelligent people that I've ever met. Yeah. And so like the stigma, I don't know if, you know, the media plays a role in that. I'm pretty Possibly, sure it does. Yeah. Um, but I definitely wanted to, to address that because, I you know, there may be individuals who might be interested um, in getting into, you know, this role. And maybe they think that, well, I'm a professional. Maybe there might be some sort of like rift, maybe, you know, so... Um, I think it's good to clarify that because, you know, there's these preconceived notions that you got to nip them in the bud. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It stops here. It's yeah. Like, we, can't, <laughs> we, we will not go into 2023 having this kind of conversation again right. with regards to models. So I know earlier we had talked about um, the social media influencers, yeah. IG models, as you know, they're being called. And so, you know, with. This, the I guess this explosion of social media, right? It's definitely shifted all industries, mm-hmm. but I wanted to kind of get into how has it shifted modeling? You know, again, you have a modeling agency, a modeling company. Um, there are individuals who may say, you know, that's not relevant because mm-hmm. you could just get on TikTok, get on Instagram, get on whatever other social media platform and really advertise yourself, push yourself. Yeah. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? So my thoughts are, um, if you if you're paying attention to the way things are going, you'll see that every, almost every influencer that has risen to a certain level of fame is now being represented by an agency. Mm. So we are still very relevant, and things have changed. You're absolutely right. You know, like it did with every industry with regards to social media. I mean, for myself, you know, my social media is trash. I'm like <laughs> daily trying to think about you know, posting and being more engaged. And 
I'm doing so many other things. Like, literally, we'll take a. It's a job for another person to right. do. You know, I don't manage the social media for for Strut because I just don't have the time. You know, that's literally someone else's job to mm-hmm. do. Um, but with that being said, I I think that you know the Instagram model or the influencer or whatever, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take away because they end up getting like, like we just signed actually a very, you know, prominent like social media person, like influencer millions of followers on TikTok mm-hmm. and hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, but still needed a modeling agency because, you know, we, what we do is so specialized and, this has happened so many times with us that I know that it doesn't matter like who you are or what you potentially bring to the table. Our jobs are very valuable. And I'll give you an example. So people are thinking, well, I can get straight to the client because they're coming in my inbox, right? Like, why do I need the agency as Mm -hmm. a broker? And then I have to give them a fee, you know, to, to do the job. Well, the reason for that is a lot of times clients will come into your inbox and they will be talking no money or low money. Right. (laughs) You know, and, and we have been in situations where one or the other have happened and we have had our models, you know, let us get in contact with the client and then we got money and more money, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, you know, it's definitely a way for people to, the door has been opened in some capacity for people, for clients to just go straight to the talent without coming into the agency. But um, as I said, you know, a lot of people that are influencers end up coming and signing mm-hmm. with an agency. A lot of agencies have influencer boards now because, you know, that's just the way of the world. Like we've been able to adapt and still like pull pull that in because again the skill set that we have in terms of client relations and negotiations are valuable and we'll get you more money you know than you can get on your own so um, I I don't think that there's a, a threat in any capacity because I think about most recently like Elsa Majimbo who mm-hmm. you know I mean she's not a model she's an influencer she's all of like five feet maybe but had you know and built a social media following on her own organically to a, to a two million plus but she just signed with img the proof is in the pudding right, right. we're st- we, you still need us right no matter how you know much of a, a success you've you know acquired on your own we're still very valuable and and celebrities as well like mm-hmm. they're you know they're represented right. by agencies as well so People still need us, no matter how much their career soars. Yeah, it's right. it's like a basketball player, you know, not having an agent, right? Like they can broker things on their own. No, you you need that additional person that has the the savvy, the business mm-hmm. savvy, you know, because it's great to have accomplished what you've done, but if you really want to go to different levels, then yeah, yes. I think the other day I was on Instagram and the the woman who's behind the voice of the chicken salad meme, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, where'd you get that? Or what is that? It's a chicken salad. So mm-hmm. she was talking about how I think uh, one of the, I think she named, she named the company that Google went into her inbox, I guess, and was like, hey, we want to offer you like $500 for your voice. And she's like, I'm, you know, I'm not dumb but i also know that like this is this can't be right yeah so then she ended up it sounds like she ended up getting an agent of some sort who then negotiated she didn't give the number because i guess it's a good one yeah negotiated a deal with another i think it was with with weight watchers they actually have like a whole program now yeah. together with her 
Um, but I thought that that was interesting that she ended up booking somebody to basically broker whatever deals are. Yeah. So I think to your point that, you know, on social media, it could probably get you, you know, far enough maybe to get noticed. But mm-hmm. once things start actually moving, it's time to get the professionals in. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're still very valuable and it kind of always will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about black women in, you know, the modeling world and the fashion industry, right? Um, you know, there's there's always commentary on how black women are not truly represented in this yeah. industry, not represented favorably in this industry. And so I wanted to get your, uh, I guess, your take on uh, what is like the black woman experience in, in the modeling world? Well, I I definitely can't speak for every black woman mm-hmm. in the industry, you know, I can share my own experience and, you know, I say all the time that I didn't really have the opportunity to have the type of career I could have as a black model simply because of the times that we were in, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a fabulous six part series um, called Supreme Models on the Vogue YouTube channel that I think everybody should watch, you know, especially if you are interested in, you know, the history mm-hmm. of modeling um, and the history of the black model, because that's really what it walks you through. Um, but, you know, for me, and, and the doc talks a lot about, you know, that time when, because there was a heyday, right? Like there was a heyday mm-hmm. of the black bottle, you know, the the girls, the Naomi's, the Tyra's, and even before that, Beverly Johnson, Iman, Bethann Hardison. Um, oh my gosh, her name is at the tip of my tongue and it's not coming to me now. But, you know, there, there were these women, right, that pioneered and blazed the trail. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I mean, we... As we do as black women, we bring it, we serve right. that flavor and flair to everything. And and a particular brand, and you if you watch it, you'll see, um, but, but Prada, you know, about 10, 12 years ago, made a decision to no longer include the black model. Mm. And and we went through a, pay, a period for, a you know, where it was literally called like... Um, I think it's either the blackout or the whiteout, one of the one of the above. But, you know, and that was the time that I, you know, entered into the industry. And so I was met with Mm -hmm. no black models allowed at the casting. No, um, you you know, people specifically requesting that in cast like in their breakdowns. No, 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 no. Um, and then agencies were only signing maybe one black girl, right? Like you had the Alec Wack of the world. Um, and, you know, it was a really, really difficult time. And and that that trauma is because mm-hmm. that's really what it was, has stayed with me um, throughout that time. So that was that's my experience. Right. And then you talk to other black models and, and, and a lot of them address this. You know, even that, and these are the ones that have risen, right, Mm -hmm. to a certain level of success. Like these are supermodels. Like they, they rose to that point, but they still had so many challenges. And in their rise, they were really like the only ones, you know, that are from my era. Mm -hmm. So girls like Cicely Lopez and, um, oh gosh, Joan Smalls and Damaris Lewis, you know, I was in that era with those girls and 
you know, only one, the agencies were only signing one of, um, and so now we are, you know, in this pl- place of d- diversity. Right. Um, and, and though it's quite interesting to be in this position where I actually am seeing breakdowns and I'm seeing the requests and like, I literally got a breakdown today for Shein and it, they only wanted to see models of color. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I do too. It was, it was beautiful, you know, and I mean, for me, I believe in what I call true diversity, you know, because to your point about like black models being exploited, my personal opinion about this, you know, is so now we are in this era where black women are the thing again. It's the mm-hmm. jam. It's, you know, it's the trend. It's mm-hmm. like, what? that's not what we are. We're, we're not a trend. Like this is right. real life for us. Um, and so I do feel like there's like this capitalizing on the hot moment mm-hmm. of the black model of the curve model, even, right. you know, cause that's a big deal now as well. Um, and so I would just really like to see what it's called true diversity and true inclusivity, um, you know, where the agencies are, are not just capitalizing on these, these bodies, right. you know? Um, and, and it's so funny because Honestly, as a black woman owning a modeling agency, I don't even have enough black models on my board because mm-hmm. all of the bigger fish in the, you know, like the sharks literally right. are like swallowing them up because they're, they're prime real estate right, right. now. So I'm getting like the, the leftovers, you know, of, of it. And big picture as I'm always thinking is, is to be at a point in, you know, for Strut to be at a point where those high um, demand models will really go, okay, you know, this is my career and I'm really about, you know, my people and, and standing for what I believe in. And I'm going to go sign with an agency that is representative of that, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because, when I, when I say true diversity, we have a lot of conversations now about black fashion designers. You know, we need more. We need more black photographers. We need just like more black people in creative spaces, period, um, and, and more black models. But when, to circle back about like how instrumental modeling agencies are, well, you have to then go look at the agencies and see what what's the representation right. demographically in the organization and i can tell you even in my organization right like when you walk in it's wonderful that i'm i'm the owner you know with my partner um and we're both black women but our staff you know is 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 caucasian right you know and um and i, I want that to change you know i i want people to know that this is a viable industry to be a part of and it's a great opportunity like job opportunities mm-hmm. you don't have to go to college or anything you just it's really sales like if you're a good salesperson then you just can <laughs> you can yeah. get into this you know um but then other organizations other agencies just everybody is you know not black you know but then we have these black models that they're they're getting this money off of you know so you can put the math together, huh? right. <laughs> you know, about what, what's happening there. But, um, you know, I, I do I do love that we are seeing more people of color, you know, men and women. Um, 
but I, I, I don't want it to be this trendy thing. Right. You know, I want it to, to continue and it, and for it to, to be, to be genuine, like that you really see beauty mm-hmm. in what you're putting out, you know, cause that's also a thing for us when, when um, we're scouting, it's like, don't just show me black girls because you know that that's what's hot right now. Like I, I, we still have a standard right. to uphold, you know, and, and I would like that to, to remain as well. Um, but, I, but I, I do like the direction that we're going in, but I, I just feel like we're not having the right conversations, you know, around it right. because we're looking at, we're looking in the, at the, in the wrong place, you know, for where change can really happen. And it starts in the agencies. I like that. And I think, you know, as, as you're talking, I was thinking about um, an article that came out, I think around fashion week when it talked about black women um, in high fashion and this, this, I don't know this, I don't know if it's, it's, if it's a a trend or whatever it is, but this desire, I guess, of uh, casting agents to give them buzz cuts. And so it's like whenever you see, you know, a lot of these black women in high fashion, they, they either have buzz cuts, they have like very, very low hair. And, and and I think the the reasoning, at least that, you know, or whatever people were conclusions they were coming to is that they the, the hairstylists have no idea how to manage black hair. And so therefore, it's just easy for them to just say, cut your hair off, you know, rock the baldy, rock mm-hmm. the Caesar and call it a day yeah. and that it's, it's really a disservice to, you know, the black culture in a sense, you know, our hair is beautiful. There's so many different things you can do so many, you know, just, just the, yeah. you know, the sky's hair the limit. defies gravity. I mean, right. we just went through, and we're still kind of there, but you know, the, the cornrow phase, mm-hmm. um, that was just such a challenge during fashion week for some of our models that do have, you know, um, natural hair, big, beautiful afros, and some clients want the big, beautiful afro, and others want it in cornrow, and so just that switch back and forth, and them having to, you know, really go get it done by somebody that knows how to do it, because Mm -hmm. God forbid you show up on set, and, you know, the people there just don't know how to handle it, so yeah, it's still, it's still a problem, and it was addressed even in that um, document series that I was referring to, um, just about, you know, models having to go to set with their own makeup. Right, mm. because it's no oh, color oh, match. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no color match, or, or or still, you know, having to go with your hair already done because of the right. fear of um, your hair getting burnt burnt off and things like that. So it's 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 terrible. It's terrible, and you know, we need to we do need change. Still, you know, I mean, that's just our the plight of our people, right? Like. Mm-hmm. There just needs to be so much change in, in a lot of different ways and especially in our industry. And I just think that um, we we need to have the full conversation. Right. And that's and that's what I am passionate about and and unafraid mm-hmm. of doing. You know, it's just having the full conversation because, you know, we we are the decision makers, you know, like the client the client decides yes because they, they'll choose, you know, who mm-hmm. you, they want, but um, sometimes, you know, you they don't know what they want. And so if you propose somebody and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like we really get to decide like what's beautiful. Um, you know, it, it's not, you know, the designer or the photographer or whatever. It's it's the people scouting mm-hmm. for 
for beauty, you know, and deciding like, okay, this is the next trend, right? Like, cause we, we do this, you know, my, my scouting director is, you know, watching the trends and forecasting, like what's going to come next, what's going to be the next hot thing, 12, 18 months, you know, out. And, and so it's, we're, we're deciding that. Yeah. So that's the where the conversation needs to be happening. So it sounds like there needs to be more people of color, not necessarily just women, uh, black women, but, you know, men of color, people of color getting into this industry and being the decision makers, whether it's owning a company or yeah. being, like you said, a, a scout, a scouting agent of some sort. Yeah. It sounds like that's like we need to we need to penetrate the, this field a little more. Yeah, we do. You know, and and when we talk about diversity, you know, for me, like I said, even though. Because when people hear, you know, black woman owning a modeling agency, they automatically think like, oh, all your models are black. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's <laughs> not what it is, you know. Um, and we have everything. If you if you looked at our board, you would see we, we have everything. Mm-hmm. We've got men. We have women. We have, you know, black women, you know, um, Asian women, you know. White women, I mean, everything, curve, plus, non-binary, trans, like, you know, we're, we're doing it all and we're including everybody in it, you know, and I think that that's really beautiful. I, I, I didn't want to, you know, start an agency to only represent black women, you know, because okay. I didn't think that that was necessary, like, you know, um, Beth Ann Hardison, um, a former model and, and now a, an activist for black models, um, just like black people in fashion. She started an agency many years ago and she represented predominantly, you know, models of color. And she had like Tyson Beckford, you know, she represented as well as one of her, um, you know, big, big models on her board and quite a few others. Um, and so I feel like I'm following in her footsteps in the sense of like being a black woman, you know, in this industry and, you know, like representing, right. Like being in that position of, of decision making, mm-hmm. but I didn't want it to be, um, I didn't want it to be, you know, us just having models of, of color. Yeah. Cause I, I see beauty all, all mm-hmm. around, you know, like. And and there's something very electric. Like if you're in this industry, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like there's a feeling like when you see a beautiful person, you know, a model, like mm-hmm. there, I, there's an energy, you know, that you feel like you. So when I scout, even, you know, I still scout, like you see it when you know it, because it, 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 they draw you in, in a way that, is different than you, Mm -hmm. than you just like walking around seeing people, you know, that that person just like has something. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, when, um, when I think about a model, right. I think when society thinks about model, they think about, you know, you have to be tall, you have to be very, very slim They you know, they don't really think about curves. And so now that, you know, we're, we're approaching, I think the world's approaching, you know, beauty through a different lens, right. Mm -hmm. We're seeing beauty, everywhere. Um, I want to ask, you know, a couple of questions around that. 
you know, one, how old is too old? Mm -hmm. um, and two, you know, do you have to be tall to really be a model? Because there are a lot of uh, young women who I've heard, like, I would love to be a model, but I'm only... Like, I'm 5'2". I'm too short. That's mm -hmm. what I always used to say. Um, you know, or I'm 5'3". I can't be a model. Or I'm 37. And, you know, like, you know, my... There's no way that I could be a model now at 37. So when you're thinking about this type of diversity and when you're talking about, you know, seeing somebody and, you know, they, they pull on, like, either your heartstrings or your mind is like, this this is a model. Yeah. Like, is there a set, you know, as a scout, um, is there, like, this set standard in a sense like i know that you're it's kind of like you know you see something it draws to you but is there still like a framework that yeah. you, you know you have to follow so so we do there is a framework that we follow i mean like listen at the end of the day you know every industry has a standard right mm -hmm. like to be a doctor you need to go to medical school right. for a certain amount of time and you know depending on like which field you want to be in you know you, you need to do your residency and you need you need to like pass certain exams and mm -hmm. like their qualifications. And so, you know, by no means, I don't think that the modeling industry should be a free for all. Right. right? Like, and I'll be the first one to say it. Um, however, with, with that being said, you know, we, we do follow a framework and there's a very specific framework when we're talking about like high fashion models and models that, you know, you want to push to a trajectory of becoming a super model, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a specific way that you develop those types of models. But you, to, it's funny that you say you're only 5'2", because I literally got a <laughs> breakdown request for a model that's 5'2", and I'm like, oh my God, we do not have that. Interesting. Y you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and and honestly, our board at Strut is very young, right? Like, so I am, I am you know, having meatly weekly meetings with my team and, you know, always talking about like what we need, what we still need, what we still need. And, and what we still need are, you know, um, more mature models, right? So we've been aggressively working on doing a classics board because clients are looking for that, mm -hmm. you know, um, we're seeing breakdowns for, 25 to 35, 35 to 45, Okay, you know, and we're going, oh my God, we're missing money because we don't have that, you right. know? So the, we're, we're in a good place in a good time mm -hmm. because before, you know, it was so strict and specific on how at the age you needed to start, like, mm -hmm. you know, people are now starting this in their late twenties, you know, thirties, even like fifties, right. Forties, fifties or whatever. Back in the day, like if you were not 14, 15, you know, starting a career as a fashion model, I signed my first contract as a model at 22. That was late. That was late for me, you mm -hmm. know, because I, I just didn't know how to navigate the space earlier on. So even though I was younger, like you know, and I put in air quotes modeling. Right. You know what? What did Jay? Well, what does um Drake say now? Don't say if you a model if you've never been in Vogue. <laughs> you know, my thing is like you're not a model if you've never really been represented by an agency. Mm -hmm. Um, and and people can take that as they may, but you know the the reality is that things are just so open now, really, really open, and and I love it. And I'm like, get me all of it, you know. And even when we're talking about like. Um, body types now, you know, some of our best booking girls are the curve girls, mm -hmm. you know, the four, not, not even the fours anymore. It's like six, eight, 10, 12, like going up because that's the real world, right. you know, we, we have moved away and, and I think social media has lended to this a lot, which is good, you know, and just like technology, right? Like you get to see people, mm -hmm. you know, of all from all walks of life 
so much faster, you know, than you would before, right? Mm-hmm. Like before we were on the internet, you don't, you don't know what the women are doing over in Asia, right. in Africa, you know, or even in Atlanta or Ohio. Like right. you, you didn't know, you know, um, you would have to travel there, but now you can go on Instagram and then they're, they're right there in your face. And, and so you're seeing, you, you just go, okay, wait, we have to cater to the consumer, you know, and, 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 and people, and especially women now are just like so much more in control and free to go. I'm, I like my FUPA, like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm her, you know, like I'm not, you know, like I'm okay with my body. I'm, I'm okay with my curves. You know, I'm not trying to be a size two, a size four and, you know, fit into those standards, mm-hmm. you know? So the people really have spoken, you know, and, and, and have the spending power to go, I need to see somebody that looks like me because I'm spending my money. Mm-hmm. And I, and I agree with that. So we don't have to create this fantasy anymore of the perfect right. woman, you know, because what that, the perfect woman is who she is and what she looks like. And she will still, you know, beat her face and buy that bag and mm-hmm. buy those shoes and, you know, buy that coat and, and style it and look amazing, you know, and, and clients have realized that too. Now, you know, it's like, no, they, they don't need to, the models don't need to be the sample size, you know, for you to think that thought your product, that's the only way your product is going to sell or you don't need to only use, you know, um, a Caucasian model to, mm-hmm. to sell your, your perfume or your makeup, you know, to make money. Like as, as black women, like we, we spend money. Yes, we do. We, sometimes <laughs> money that we don't even have, you right. know, but we are all about, you know, looking good, mm-hmm. you know, and you look good, you feel good. And, we, we've always been at the forefront of innovation, you know, we're the style gods, like it, it, we, it originates from right. us and then it, it's taken and then, you know, used and, and then we have to turn around and buy, but it's like, you got it from us. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that, you know, we, we really have spoken about like what we want to see and, and they've listened, which is important. Yeah, I mean, I think this is inspiring and probably motivational for people who are tuning in who are like, man, so that means I still have a chance. <laughs> you do. And, and yeah, there's, the thing is, I mean, we we can't go into to all of it. Maybe one day I'll teach a master class on the modeling industry and just really, um, you know, divulge like all of the different categories that there are. But, you know, you would be surprised about the people that really make the money for agencies, you you would never think that like, oh, that's the person that's uh, making money. Like that's how you're making your money. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so funny, but you know, they're they're like everything. You know, there are different levels, right? Like you right. think about basketball. There's the NBA, and then there's the D League. You know, and and you can still get to do what you love to do, just you know, in a different capacity and. It's the same thing with with modeling, mm-hmm. right? Like they're just different genres, different areas, and there are agencies that represent petite models because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like they have to wear clothes too, and, right. and clients need 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 you, you know, and older whatever, you know. It it just really there's opportunity out there. I love it. I love it. All right. So the last question I want to ask you is is about, you know, 
changing the narrative. So, you know, I always like to see, like, how are we changing the narrative um, for our community? How are we changing the narrative for, you know, the next generation, particularly yeah. in, you know, the fashion industry? You know, we have a lot of young women who are coming up. Um, and so we always want to know, like, how how are we how are we shifting things for them? And so how how will your agency or how is your agency currently shifting that narrative and changing the narrative within the the modeling world and the fashion industry? Yeah, I mean, well, the first the first thing I would say is that, you know, there there are women, young girls, you know, becoming, you know, entering into womanhood and thinking about careers um, can look at me, you know, and look at what I'm doing with Strut and go, okay, kind of like what I've, you know, done and given credit to to Beth Ann for what she did, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like continuing the legacy and 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 you know putting my own twist on it, right? right. Um, so you know what what I'm doing with Strud is I I like to think of it as very purposeful work, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I mean, and and just thinking about like where I come from and you know my story, you know, like listen, if I you know me little girl from Trinidad can move here and, you know, had all the challenges that I've had um, can arrive of a position of being, you know, the president of an agency in New York city. Right. Like, and, and our office is in Dumbo, like the coolest place to be, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that in itself has already shifted the narrative, shifted the conversation, you know? And, and so I feel so, so many things happened to me literally like even within the last week. And I, and I talk to my cousin every day. She's like my best friend. And I'm like, girl, if I don't do anything else with my life, like I'm good, you know, yeah. because it, it's just, I, I really sit in a place of gratitude because I'm like, man, I really, once I started on this journey, I really, you know, thought about like how far I wanted to go with this and, and I'm not there yet, but you know, but I'm, getting there, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm um, in, in route. And so that alone for me is like really, really awesome. And, and I'm happy to even be, be in the conversation, right. Of, you know, there, there was another black woman who owned a modeling agency, but, and look at what she did, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then industry wise, like, you know, within the industry, how I'm changing the narrative is really being true about, how I am managing my talent, mm-hmm. you know, because there is such a, a missing component in our industry about how talent is represented. Like, how do you really manage your people? And, and I pride myself on, you know, doing it right. And so that's also another way that I'm shifting the narrative about, you know, when you walk into a modeling agency and the fear that you feel like the air is so thick mm-hmm. And and if you've ever walked into a modeling agency, you know what I'm talking about. Like I go to agencies and I'm not even, but I was, I'm so horrified and still tr- like, um, you know, it's like gives me PTSD of mm-hmm. remembering when I was, you know, trying to get into an agency and going into those spaces and the fair, like it is such a scary situation, you know? Um, but that's not what happens at Strut. I mean, I know people are terrified right. when they're prepping to come see us, but as soon as they walk through our door, it, they can breathe. Like I literally have been given gifts from people who I did not sign 
simply because of the experience that they had mm. in the agency, right? Like, thank you so much for, you know, seeing me, for treating me well, you know? And, and so that's another really pivotal area that we're changing the narrative in. Like, our agency is cool. Um, our people really love what we do. And, and we care about the people that we're doing it for, mm-hmm. you know? Because we, we need them. Like, right. without them, there is no us, you know? And so it really is a a two-way street so um i'm really so 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 um clear about like the energy and the type of environment that i'm creating so um you know that's what we're doing at the agency and then you know when it comes to the clients like even just like being really service oriented i Mm -hmm. think that um that is just the one area where you know, where we can thrive and we are thriving because we are paying attention to our clients. Like Mm. I, you know, for me, and I think, well, not I think, but I know that everything is like culture and organizations are very top down, Mm. you know? And so I am able to move my people, my team, you know, in, in alignment with, what I would like, you know, and, and if I can't do that, then then they can't work for me. Right. right. You know, that, that just is the reality of it. But the team that I, that I have, you know, they really believe in what I'm doing. And so I can give, you know, like a, a direction mm-hmm. from the top and then they can follow suit and then you can, and it passes on to our models. And I, I see it, right. Like our models are, friends with each other. I I can sit here confidently and tell you like there's no drama with our models. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting, you know, mad at one right. the other one because they didn't get the job or anything like that like they have a group chat, every new model that gets signed gets added to the chat. When people come into town from places, you know, there's like a, a leader <laughs> that volunteers to help them show them around. I mean like that's the culture that we're creating at the agency. And that starts with me. That starts with how I think about, you know, how I I really want things to to flow. And then that's disseminated down to, to my team. And then it flows into the models, you know? So that's another way, you know, where Mm -hmm. I feel like we're, we're changing the narrative, but you know, all in all, I just really want to just be this badass black girl you know caribbean <laughs> i'm not a girl anymore but this well you already are badass caribbean you know woman um that just had a dream you know 10 years ago and went for it and decided to do it in one of the most difficult industries in life mm-hmm. you know and and throughout all of the challenges and the hurdles and whatever you know um I'm still still here, you know, by by the grace of God and and also by by people believing in me. And and so, you know, I would I would leave it with saying that, you know, I am a firm believer always. Right. Like, even though I've been a part of this industry for 20 years, you know, I've always I've done other things. I've gone to school and I've also worked for other people, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, me being able to take to the next level came at the time when I was working for someone else and it, and I was working in an industry that I really didn't want to be a part of, mm-hmm. like never crossed my mind to ever be a part of. 
like I literally had every intention to turn the job down Mm -hmm. after the interview. And, and it's so funny. I I was offered a different position than I originally even interviewed for, you know, just a really wild story. But, you know, I say all that to say that, you know, life has a way of what, you know, they say whatever you want, wants you to, whatever you're seeking, seeking mm-hmm. you to. And, and there is no clear path as to how that is going to happen and, and, and how it's going to work. And I'm literally a testament of that because I, I ended up in this place that I was not in my, in my vision of how I wanted my life to go. Like I should right. not have been there. And there was, there's like no purpose. It made no sense, but it was exactly where I needed to be. And, 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 I, I performed at the highest level as if, you know, I was doing something that I loved mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that was noticed and, and it's why I'm here today, you know, so that, that would just be, you know, also that other narrative that I want to create for us, you know, as, as black women, as, you know, you know, people that have dreams and goals and desires and, you know, really want to accomplish amazing things, you know, I would say to you never stop you know dreaming about those things and take every actionable step that's within your power to do so and when you find yourself at a crossroads and and in a place where you really feel like why am I here I am above this or you know this is not for me I don't desire to be in this type of industry you go and you be excellent and you never know who's going to notice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it can really lead you to where you really want to be, you know? So yeah, those, those are the narratives. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. And I think that it's inspiring because, you know, one thing that I always hope people take away from, you know, the episodes is, is some sort of inspiration, motivation, hope, walk away with hope. Um, and I think that last piece, especially, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in situations that we did, we don't really want to be here. Mm-hmm. It's not what we wanted to do. But like you said, you never know who's watching and it doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, in the creative space. It could be, you know, that happened to my brother took a job that he hated and somebody noticed his work ethic and offered him something like 20 times better. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, so I think this, you know, operating in excellence at all times is something that we need to, especially I think as a group, as a culture, like really hone in on. So, and then also, you know, afraid of working i don't understand this generation let's <laughs> just, just say this because all right guys like you you have to work you right. know you have to work you know there's this there's this line from um charlemagne the god's book black privilege where he talks about you gotta put the weed in the bag you know and, and you should read that book everybody should read that book in that it's a fabulous 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 book everybody should really really read it i mean what he's been able to do with his career has been phenomenal you know um but but that line in there just always sticks with me and i tell it to people all the time it's like before you know you can become the drug because really what he's saying is like before you can sell the weed i mean i'm not condoning that and and i guess it's legal now so whatever yeah but (laughs) You have to package it like you got to put it in the bag first. Right. right. And that is synonymous with like, don't do the work. You got to put in the work mm-hmm. like you you just don't arrive, you know, at this place, like because you're talented and and you're good at what you do and all of these things. You think that somebody should just like make you the CEO of something. Right. Like, no, 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 no. Because I, I joke with my cousin all the time. I'm like, 
Honey, entrepreneuring is not for everybody. I'm like, it's one thing to, you know, just be like a sole proprietor and you're like, it's just you doing your thing, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. I'm like, when you start like doing this at a different level, which is, you know, staffing and, you know, relations with other people and like, it, it, it gets crazy, you know? And so, but you have to be prepared for that. Like mm-hmm. you can't just walk into that, right. you know, because then you'll fail. You won't know how to handle it properly. So don't be afraid of, of work. Don't be, don't be afraid of that. Like it, it is so, so important, you know, to, to start, you have to start somewhere right? and, and be patient, but never like, I know for me, you know, and, and I tell people this all the time. In fact, my mentor um, is, is like, a fabulous man who is at the highest level of the modeling industry. And, and he agreed to like mentor me little, mm-hmm. little, little black girl from Trinidad, right? Like is sitting with the power player in our industry. Who's like, I will teach you everything. I know if you, if you will have me, by the way, he's asking me like, right. if you want me to do that, like I will. And I was like, say no more. Um, let's do it. You know? But I remember him asking me, like, why do you like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you even want to do this? And nothing in the conversation with him was about me wanting to own a yacht, which I do want to do, <laughs> you know, and and fly private or even own a plane and like be able to go to Bergdorf whenever I want to and just like put my black card on the table and, you know, whatever. Like, those are things that I really want to do. But my conversation with him was really heartfelt and personal and you know, just like, hey, I, I am now a single mother and I really want to give my son a, a certain life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I'm really passionate about this and, and I, I have a point to prove, you know, but I really love helping people, you know, realize their dreams and yada, 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 yada. Um, and, and he was like, OK, you know, it wasn't anything like frivolous and, right. you know, like I, she just wants to make money and be the center of attention. Like, actually, I, I don't like that. You know, I, I, people always ask me still, like, why aren't you modeling anymore? You should still be. And, and, and I believe that it will manifest and materialize mm-hmm. itself in a different way. But what I wanted to say is that what I shared with him was like, there is something on the inside of me, you know, that like, it's a, it's a gnawing feeling. It's a thing that keeps you up at night. Like, and every time you say, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I, I, cause I have tried to get out of this industry Mm -hmm. several times and it's always pulled me back. And then I'm like, okay, let's go again. All right, here we go again. You know? And, and when I shared that with him, he felt that cause I'm like, this is, this is, this is not me. Like I, I had prepared myself to just go work regular, be like a regular person and just do, you know, whatever kind of career. I don't know. Um, probably go back to law school. I actually started getting a master's in early childhood education. Like Mm -hmm. I was prepared. I'm like, I'm just chill, right? you know, (laughs) but, but knock, knock, knock. It came for me again. And, and when it came for me again, I was, it was in the biggest way. And, but I was ready you know, at that time. And so I, I just think that people need to really l- sit with what's going on on the inside of them and you know, hold true to that and, and continue to, you know, think about it and pray about it and manifest about it and, and know that it, it'll eventually happen. And I promise you, it will not be in the way that you anticipate, Right. you know, because I I just knew I wanted to get here, but I really had no 
true plan mm-hmm. or idea of how it was going to happen. But on the inside, like, like you feel it, right. you feel that it. Passion. The, it. It's just there. It's this thing that when you, when you want to give up and you do give up, but then you go again, like, no, man, I can't, no, not yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and it, and it paid off. So. And look at you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I still have so much more to do, which is like, <laughs> like I haven't, I haven't even, you know, arrived at the pinnacle of, of, you know, what my career and what my legacy really will be in this industry. But I'm excited, very, very excited about how it's all going to be said and done. Yeah. Well, I can say that I definitely look forward to seeing the rest of your journey. I think that, you know, when people listen to your story, like they'll be able to really be inspired by it. I think that they'll be able to see, like you said, you know what, it might not be modeling. It could be whatever it is that they have going on in their life. But they'll be able to sit back and say, you know what, like I heard I heard her on that podcast. She was talking about this gnawing, this this drive inside. And I'm not going to give up. Yeah. I think a lot of times we, you know, because of lack of resources, lack of support, especially social media, again, it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. You put something out there. Nobody likes it. You think nobody wants it. Mm-hmm. And then you give up. Right. Yeah. And so I think that. Um, these stories of perseverance, these examples of perseverance, I think is what um, is what I hope that people are able to really resonate with. Because um, I think it's important. We have so many creatives out there and so yeah. many people who are really like they're at the brink, like mm-hmm. they're almost there. But, you know, they're ready to give up because they, you know, they they just don't they either haven't heard or haven't seen anyone mm-hmm. who's had that experience. And so I think sharing these stories, these true stories of of the successes, yes, but also like the journey and the road. And I love how you said that, you know, you know, you're not there yet. There's still a lot more because somebody oh, yeah. could look at you and say, oh, girl, you have your agency like you're good. But you're like, no, there is no, still more. There's, there's, I, I don't have the the boat. And you're all invited when I buy it. But, or, the, or the plane. Or the plane, right. You know? Um, so, yeah, no, there's there's definitely so much more to do. And that's really what I, um, even the, I have chats with my models. And a lot of my chats with my models is, it's very quick modeling stuff. Like, okay, boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And then a lot of it is just like life, you know? Because I, I've I've lived <laughs> i've lifed <laughs> you know i have a lot of experience even though i'm I'm young but i feel like i've been adulting so long and i've, I've mm-hmm. done so many things you know in in the the 34 years that i can share with others and that's really th- this all me doing all of this is really to be able to inspire people you right. know it's 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 for me of course and and for my son um, and, and my family and, and all of those things. But really, I am so big on, you know, empowering people. Um, so I, I start with my models and I, I learn, you know, what are their goals and mm-hmm. like try to prep them for life after modeling as as well. But I, I do hope that people will take that away. You know that, listen, it life is hard. There's a lot of challenges. But if you want it bad enough and you really like sit with that feeling you know, it, it, it'll come, it'll come. And, and that is in another life, like I'll probably be a motivational speaker of Mm -hmm. sorts or, you know, and and I don't even really like motivational speaker. I think it's just a matter of like sitting, talking, telling my story, you know, and, and allowing people to just like be a part of that and, and then find, find themselves in the story and, and be inspired. Right. 
So Shaw, I thank you so much for just being vulnerable and being open and just sharing your story. Um, I, you know, I wish you all the success and I would love to, you know, keep in touch and learn more about, you know, the work that you're doing. Um, but I know that there may be people who are tuning in who are like, I would love to, you know, uh, follow Strut. You know, I would love to learn more about Shaw. I would love to know more about the agency or maybe they're aspiring models and they're like, I want someone like her to manage me. So how can we get in contact with you? How could we find out more about your agency and yourself? Yeah. Okay. So for me, it was so funny when you were saying um, about social media and I'm thinking, um, yeah, I got like, <laughs> I don't even have 500 followers at this point in life, but I don't care because I'm doing, I'm really doing work. Right. Like it's not for the gram. Like what I'm doing is, is really happening. But um, my personal social media is strut with Shaw. Um, that's S T R U T with W I T H and my name, Shaw, S-H-A-W. And then our Instagram for the agency is Strut Models NYC. Um, but if you go to my Instagram, it's attached to my bio anyway. But yeah, Strut Models NYC um, is our official Instagram. And then we have a scouting page. And then every division that we have, we have mm -hmm. a different page for that. You know, just a lot to manage. But um, our website is strutmodels.com. And so, you know, if you are an aspiring model, um, you can go to our website and, you know, hit the submission page and send in, you know, your, your form, fill out the form. And if we're interested, we'll get in touch. All right. And remember, guys, earlier, she said that there was a breakdown that was that was asking for five, two. So it's <laughs> I, there, there was and we didn't have it. And, I, and we still don't represent anyone that's five, two, because that is not our specialty right. um, at this particular moment. But yeah, but there no. could be references, right? No. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, right now we're, it's like. Let me tell you, I will fight for a girl and uh, everyone on our team. Like we've seen girls that are like five, seven, mm -hmm. and like, but the face, like the, if the face calls us. Right. <laughs> yeah. We, we will call you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how that works. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show. And everyone, I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I will talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. Can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all online. 